of Oklahoma City, you're tuned in to the Good Trash Media Network Dead Center Film Festival Special Edition. Good Trash Media will be bringing you all the Dead Center coverage you could ever want. For more information, go to GoodTrashMedia.com. Well, hello, we're back again with the Good Trash Genre Cast, and we're doing uh, more interviews right now. And uh, I'm here with Valendia Godfrey and uh, with uh, Maura. Maura, I forgot your last Anderson. Anderson, I'm so sorry. Um, um, the, Maura is the director, and, uh, and Valenda is the, uh, the screenwriter and the star of Heartland. And uh, so I, I guess the first question I would ask is just tell us a story about how this movie uh, came up as an idea for you, Valenda, and then just together how, how it came to be, you know, when, as you put the film together. Uh, the film started, I was in um, an acting class, a workshop actually with writers, directors, and actors with Jeffrey Tambor, who is on um, Arrested Development and Transparent. Um, and he was encouraging people to create their own content if they, you know, if they weren't getting the opportunities and the characters that they wanted. Um, and so I approached Todd in the class and I, I was like, I would love to write a film, or actually I would love to have you write, originally I was wanting him to do all the work, um, a, a film that takes place in my home state of Oklahoma and I know I want there to be a lesbian central character that the story has nothing to do with her sexuality. Um, and that's really all I knew at the time. Um, we started working together and soon became writing partners and found all kinds of themes that we personally related to and, you know, just kind of became the film that it did. And then about two years in, we approached more with the script as a producer. Um, yeah, Valinda and I had met and I was working as a producer at the time and starting to, to look to take on my own projects. Um, I was doing a lot of work for hire producing. And uh, she mentioned they had just finished the script, and I read it, and it was uh, just really complex, awesome characters and a really complete world. Um, I'd never been to Oklahoma, but uh, so we, I came on board as a producer, and then maybe a year or so after that, um, we decided to shoot a teaser to, to try to raise money, and I threw my name in the hat to direct at that point. And then we did that, and then I stayed, <laughs> stayed for the film. Um, but yeah, and then we yeah we did our crowdfunding and came out. Last, so is, it, is this last your first year. feature directing one? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, excellent, excellent. So I, I just uh, this is one of those sort of getting to know you sort of questions sure. I like to do. It's just why film? Why did you guys want to get into this particular industry? What what would inspire you to bring you here? I actually started doing film in Oklahoma. I uh, was doing theater through Carpenter Square and uh, some stuff at the Civic Center with um, and some stuff that actually Chris Freihoffer directed. He's an associate producer on the on the film. And and then film started coming through. There's a film called American Indian Graffiti, and it just you know I was like, okay, sure, why not? And then fell in love with actually that over theater even, and then moved out. Um, I've been out there for ten years. Mm-hmm. I started as an actor and trained at conservatory, and then uh, about six months after graduating, decided I didn't want to act, um, and tried to kind of figure out what to do, knew I was going to stay in that industry, um, and I ended up working for a production company, um, and then freelancing as as kind of coming up the chain through coordinating and UPMing and line producing, and, um, and production managed a couple of films that did really well and that sort of like helped when I moved to LA people were like oh I've actually heard of this so um, and then out there I've been working in digital series but I've always kind of wanted to even in acting school wanted to direct and so 
directing is definitely, a, I think, a great marriage of acting and producing. Um, so it's been really awesome to, to be able to do that. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. You know, for, for most people who are working in the industry, I've I found in the conversations I've had is there is a film or two that have sort of gotten in your blood, uh, either that, that you sort of you're always trying to hide that you're doing that movie or they're just movies that you know by rote or they inspire you uh, mm. to, uh, to, 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 to make film. Uh, what, what are a couple of those movies for you guys? Um, mine have really are so off track from what I actually make. Honestly, um, me too. But yeah, I, like Edward Scissorhands is one for me. Princess Bride. I mean, I love the like fantastical, um, and also just like really, there's a whole sort of era of film. I mean, ET is one. Like, I would love to see that sort of era come back. Like Stand by Me and Goonies and like that yeah. Amblin era Steven Spielberg. Yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. very yeah. like yeah, definitely Spielberg. Um, Jurassic Park for sure yeah um, it, they're just great stories and they're kind of timeless even you know obviously they're set in in specific eras but and I think some of it's nostalgia too like we grew up with those movies yeah yeah and for me it's um, Eternal Sunshine yeah that's another one too love that one and then Waiting for Guffman yeah those are just the ones that I have to watch them yeah, over and over yeah I'm clearly with my people right now, which is, <laughs> which is very, very um, pleasing to me. Um, so let's talk about uh, influences in film, though, for Heartland. Uh, what were some of the movies that were sort of kicking around in your head as you were writing, uh, Belinda, and as you were directing more? What, sure. what, what were the connections there uh, with just particular films, maybe films you made cast members watch and uh, that sort of thing, you know, just yeah. particular influences on Heartland? Um, from a writing and, and, and obviously completely different plots, um, the kids are all right. I really liked that it was just a story. I happened to have, you know, two moms, but it wasn't about that. That kind of was in- inspiration. I was like, I'd love to see more films like that. And um, Your Sister's Sister, uh, for some reason, inspired me a lot. I saw that while in the writing process, and I was like, yeah, okay, this is... Again, we have just a lesbian central character that's, you know, and I hate to keep focusing on that, but it wasn't important. I was like, okay, we just need more of those stories done well, mm-hmm. which I, I feel like we now are, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I, there wasn't really any, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't like you, I should go watch this movie. Um, I had things that I had sort of seen around the time when I was shot listing with our DP and like, just figuring out how stylistically we were we were going to shoot, and we were scouting out here. Um, I had watched Mildred Pierce, which just the composition of that and like the filmmaking, and I mean, obviously, all the acting is incredible, and um, it's uh, sort of this like stoic central character as well. So there might be some ties there, um, and then um, I had just watched Mud as well, which was had is just. Uh, sort of an homage to that landscape, um, which I feel Heartland is to Oklahoma as well. So there was a bit of of correlation there as well. So. Hi, I'm Alexander Bohannon, also from Good Trash Media. Um, one of the things that I find so interesting about film, especially whenever you have a film that has a location that is central to um, kind of the plot and themes of the story, um, one thing I always find fascinating is seeing that location itself beha- become a character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about that and what that means specifically about Oklahoma. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was very intentional in the writing stage, yeah. for it, sure. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, any thought that we might remain in L.A. to shoot was just quickly shoot because yeah. you can't cheat Oklahoma. And, I mean, we definitely 
I mean, the landscape shines through and it just adds a production value. That's insane. Um, and the weather, I mean, like I was saying so, to someone today, like the B-roll of the storm we actually captured while running from a storm. But, I, I mean, I do... I don't know. As an outsider, you you got the character. Yeah, I mean, it was the... definitely... Um, I had never been to Oklahoma. I'd been to the Midwest before. Um, and in my head, the stereotype of Oklahoma was Kansas, like flat and boring and whatever. And so the first time we came to Scout, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, there are so many... Because we, we did a kind of massive tour in, what, like three or four days or something. We went to Guthrie and Turner Falls and all over Norman and we we're kind of at that point looking primarily for a, a house so we were we were looking um SP was helping us out at that point and then Casey ended up Casey Crowdis ended up coming on and helping us um later with with all of our other locations and um but at that point I was like there's just so much diversity in the landscape here which is incredible and I'm from New Hampshire and we have a similar kind of thing it's we're on the seacoast but we also have mountains and rivers and lakes and all that um but then you guys also have the sort of like flat fields and red dirt and all that. So it definitely, I, I guess always looked at it like how would I want somebody to showcase my home and what was important and, and trying to do that for what I saw in Oklahoma. And I mean, it is, it's just beautiful. So it's, it's not that hard to do. And I do um, think we have um, a collection of, uh, worlds in the film because we do show the landscape and we show Turner Falls and we show vineyards and stuff but you just kind of get a feel for different worlds I know some people who don't live in LA were surprised by you know some of the sh stuff we shot in the Plaza District because they expected the Americana which yeah. you have in some churchyard scenes which is kind of what the outside per perception is and to have these like hipster neighborhoods appear mm -hmm. where you see oh okay wow okay people in Oklahoma own cars yeah. <laughs> yes. We even have indoor plumbing. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's been kind of a cool thing to share with outside. To to shift gears uh, just just a little bit, you know, uh, you've repeatedly uh, mentioned, Belinda, that you know you, you have a lesbian character, but it's not about that, mm -hmm. you know. And I, I'm I'm doing my PhD in film studies, and uh, you know, I don't I've not done a lot of study in uh, queer cinema, but one of the things I understand is there's a difference between what they call the queer film and the gay film. The gay film is more more of a hallmark kind of film where uh, you know, somebody shows up and they're not okay mm -hmm. with the, you know, with the person and their sexuality. And by the end of the movie, you know, it's all you know, sunshine and roses and unicorns mm -hmm. and you know that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the queer film, where it's just it's it, it's it is incidental. Um, tell tell me what was your motivation for wanting to tell the story in that way? Um, I mean, part of it was selfish, just wanting to have more stories to personally get to watch, where it's like. Uh, you know, where it isn't just, just about somebody coming out, which is always important. But um, also, it's two interesting female characters, which you don't get a lot of, who, you know, ha I mean, beyond sexuality, they're complex people who are flawed. And more and I both care about, you know, including female females characters and, and, and more diversity, period. So it... Also, you just taught me about the difference between queer and gay. Yeah. So that I didn't know that. But yes... 
that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really, really interesting to me because we um, we just talked about on our media network, we talked about a film that can be read as a queer film and then the nuances between that and gay films. And I honestly didn't know the difference until that episode either. So it's it's been a very, it's so educational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Film education that's continues. That's cool. <laughs> Well, that's our mission statement. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what, what about you, Maura? Um, what, what was your connection with that sort of storytelling? Um, yeah, I mean, I think for for me, like, I mean, Kids Are Right, Belinda cited before, like, is one of those films that is starting to tell stories of people we know. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was um, any any gay films were really a sort of isolated to coming out stories, and and like the conflict around that versus just being, I mean, there's a lot of people just living and they're, it's not any different than anyone else. Like your sexuality does not define what your life is, you know? So on the day to day and you can have all the same issues, whether you're straight or queer or whatever you are. So, um, having that not be the central focus of the story, I feel like it, hopefully we we'll see more of that and hopefully that will just become a normal thing um I think that was sort of part of well that was part of my uh, my interest in it was like well we we have to make them for them to become more mainstream so absolutely um and this is just one small step towards that and hopefully other people will will do that and we'll do more and um but yeah, I think it was just you have to just put it out there so it exists and yeah. and eventually it won't be a thing anymore. And yes. we can just go watch movies about people and not worry about it. Let it be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Um, now, you know, we, we, we sort of touched on the fact that we have this sort of academic edge to uh, what we do at Good Trash, but also we have an advocacy edge. Um, one of the things that I've been doing a lot of work with lately, um, and we, this is sort of how I was introduced to you guys last night, mm-hmm. uh, was the uh, the 52 Films by Women oh, yeah, uh, yeah. program. from mm-hmm. the, the, the great people at Women in Film. It's, yeah. a, it's a cool little website. They yeah. do a lot of good sponsorship stuff there. And, uh, you know, as... Um, Two female filmmakers, you know, I just what what is your perception of making it in the industry as women? It, it, I mean, what, do, do you do you find it to be really difficult, or um, how does it how's it been working I mean, for I you guys? Difficult for everyone. Uh, I do think that there are less opportunities for women, um, and I think that even now with all of the like. Uh, programs and incentives and people trying to kind of point it out there hasn't been a, a huge shift yet. It's not like suddenly it's 50-50. Um, sure, there are more, like slightly more opportunities than there were a few years ago, but uh, we're so far from where we need to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like from my perspective, all I can do is is make stuff mm-hmm. and and be one of those women that are making things and and make quality content so that people aren't... Because I think that's some of the issue too is like sometimes people want to pick, you know, male, female, like, gay, straight, over the quality of what the product is, and that kind of makes it tough for everyone, because <laughs> then then it gives people an out to be like, well, see, this woman made a shitty film, so therefore women can't make film, and you're like, that's not, that's a person that made a bad film that has nothing to do with and, women. And how many dudes have made crappy yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's, like, certainly a frustrating trend to watch. You're like, somebody makes, like, a $200,000 movie, and then they get a $200 million movie, and you're like, that would never happen for a woman. But, you know, you, I think you kind of just have to, like, trudge forward and not 
get too heady about it because otherwise we'd just sit at home and cry and be like, we're never going to be able to make it. <laughs> yeah, because it definitely is more difficult. But I do think you find the people who are your champions and you keep working together and, you know. Yeah, male, male and female, we, yep. have, we have so many people supporting us as filmmakers and, and providing the next opportunities and stuff. Yep. So you just find your people who aren't going to care about yep. that. Yeah. For yeah. sure, it's, it is. It's definitely about finding the community and, and the and your team. For sure. As an avid lover of film, as a cinephile, um, I guess I just want to say thanks. Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, really, I mean, for doing this kind of thing, because uh, not only coming to my home state and and shooting a film like this that isn't that sort of schmaltzy, you know, Yankee, Oklahoma, Tennessee, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, that sort of movie, uh, to deal with uh, sort of a controversial issue without making it the thing, yeah. uh, to do all of those things so intelligently and to do those things in, in, in such a way that's, that's, that's light years ahead of where a lot of things are going. Uh, especially in this particular state. But uh, again, thanks again, Blinda uh, uh, Godfrey um, and, and Maura Anderson. Uh, you guys are great. Um, best of luck to you guys. Where can you guys be found on social media? Yeah. Um, all, well, Everywhere. first of all, we're, we're on all of them, and you can find all the links um, at our site, heartlandthefilm.com. Our Twitter handle is at heartland underscore movie. And we're on Instagram on the same handle. Yeah. And then Facebook is heartlandthefilm. I was saying, so you guys can find them there, and you can also perhaps begin looking for it. Uh, do you guys have anything in the hopper right now that you're sort of kicking around or thinking about? We, yeah. We're back to developing, uh, in writing. which is, yeah, <laughs> the excruciating process. <laughs> so we're back there, yes. We've got a few projects in the works. Yeah. So there's there's more coming. Uh, these are great people, and, uh, you know, this is going to be a great film. And so do check it out. Do check them out. Find them on social media. Um, I've been Dustin Sells. This has been... Alexander Bohannon of Good Trash Media. And, uh, again, thanks for listening. Um, check out movies. Movies are much more than 90 minutes and a bucket of popcorn. It's about the conversation. That's what makes watching them all worthwhile. So uh, check it out and watch a movie. Uh, we'll see you again very soon. Thank you for tuning in to this special presentation from Good Trash Media. For more information on the Dead Center Film Festival, go to deadcenterfilm.org. For more information on the Good Trash Media Network and all of our family of shows, go to goodtrashmedia.com.